This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? I feel great to be back, Richard. It's great to have you back, Ryan. And I know I know. for our listeners, I know it seems like I've been on every week, but I actually haven't been on an episode for three weeks. So. It's true. We've had a couple of dorks in the can, and we were able to yeah. just unveil those week by week as Dorktober is over. And, Ryan, I thought it was a very successful Dorktober. I thought so, too. I felt strong about it. Now, it was a very controversial top 50 list. And uh, I'll tell you, the one that I feel like we got tweeted and emailed the most – it was kind of a surprise to me that uh, didn't make our list that people thought should be on it, and that was Poltergeist. Yeah, I thought about it after, and I saw some of those tweets, and I think, you know, as we say here, you're not wrong. <laughs> right. You're not. I think it's good, and I get, you know, 50 sounds pretty crazy. Like, how did it not make the top 50? So that's one that a lot of people said. Uh, the Strangers people like that one did not make our list. Those were probably right outside the top 50, I would say. And then there was the debate about Shaun of the Dead and whether or not that should be in there. I think we addressed it during the episode. We all love that movie, but we thought it kind of leaned more towards the comedy side of things. Yeah, there weren't, there wasn't really anything scary about that movie. You I didn't I mean? think so. I mean, I know no, it's technically I... a zombie movie, but it's also a comedy, so. Yeah. Uh, in the eye of the beholder. But that was... Uh, Thanks again for all the tweets and the emails during uh, hashtag Dorktober. We'll be back next year uh, bigger and better than ever because it'll be Dorktober 3 Season of the Witch, which, you, which I assume <laughs> We've people, already named it. Yeah. people are going to really like. Are you ready to, uh, to get to the news of the week, Ryan? Let's do it. Well, you could tag this right on to Dorktober. That would be Jigsaw in theaters, the latest in the Saw franchise. Uh, last check on Rotten Tomatoes, 40% by the critics. But as we know, Ryan, you don't really look at horror movies on Rotten Tomatoes. The uh, audience score, how about 95% like That's this not movie? Bad. That's great. Yeah, I, and I think yeah. there's never been a Saw movie that critics have actually, other than the first one, they've never liked any of them. I don't even I don't think, think they liked the first one. I, I think, like, Rotten Tomato score, anyway, like, they're all in the toilet, which I'm surprised. I thought the first would get a lot of points for, like, originality, but I don't even think it did. Yeah, and like you said, we it, it did venture towards the later ones into that, what do they call it, like, torture porn or something uh, like that? First, they... Yeah, it was very much torture porn by the end. Yeah, so the, but I thought the first two were were pretty good, solid movies. So if this is anywhere near those, like you got yourself a pretty good horror flick. I'm gonna have to see this. I didn't think I was gonna see it in the theater, but I think I may have to. Uh, that's a lot. That's a very positive score 
for the fans. So I'm in on Jigsaw. Uh, that's another one. If you did see it, let us know. Uh, dorkpodcast.gmail.com and at dorkpodcast on the Twitter. Please, no spoilers. Don't, don't tell me what happened, but I would love to know what you thought of Jigsaw. How about this? Deathstroke could be getting a solo movie. The DC Universe is a bit of a mess, Ryan, as we've discussed many times on the podcast. But You don't I, say. Yeah, it sucks right now, but I do like the idea of a Deathstroke movie. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. And I think, like you said, the all, was it the, the rebirth? Of the, they did like a rebirth with him or something like that? Yeah, so he had his own storyline. Well, I think he may have had a new 52 storyline too, but in uh, DC Rebirth, just a year or two, maybe a couple years now, came out, they relaunched a lot of things, they changed some stuff up, and he has his own book, and it's the best one, I think. Like I, Other people like some other ones, and that's fine, but Deathstroke got the most attention like at the Eisner Awards last year, and like people really like the Deathstroke storyline. So if they take some of that and make it into a movie with, I think they already cast Joe Manganiello, I think it'll be pretty good. It'll be pretty good, and... If if you're one of those people who gets Deathstroke and Deadshot mixed up, don't worry. There's more of you out there than you think. Oh my God, Deathstroke, so, Deadshot, and then of course Deadpool, who is right. just a ripoff of Deathstroke. Like he is, but yeah, which is awesome. But he's also, funny. I heard out of DC, out of DC too. So the, now they're saying, and I, I tweeted this out the other day that I retweeted it that they're waiting to see how Justice League does before they move forward with Flashpoint. I mean, so Jesus, get it together. Which means like. These people have seen the movie. Right. And now they're like, uh, let's see. Let's see what people think. But how you about know, this? If- wouldn't wouldn't Flashpoint, wouldn't you only do Flashpoint if Justice League sucks? Because well, if now, it sucks, yeah. then, cause then Flashpoint allows you to change everything. So I think right. you'd almost want to do it. But if people love Justice League and they love the characters, they're going to be pissed if you're like, nah, hey, forget about that movie because there's, there's a new timeline. Well, that's the thing. So now you're first class, you're X Men first classing the whole, right? You know, DC universe. So yeah, it's like it is like their their reset button is the flashpoint. Yeah. So maybe maybe they'll go to that. Speaking of DC, Zachary Levi from Chuck fame is going to be the star of the standalone movie Shazam. So yeah, I'm, I have a similar <laughs> feeling as you. Like so, I, I don't care. How about uh, a Mar- how about a Marvel nugget for you? Yeah, please. Now, Give this, me some, something good. This was very controversial. This I got a lot of flack for on the Twitter, Ryan. Uh, so mm-hmm. Daredevil Season 3, it was announced that Kingpin will be back. And I did not like Kingpin in Daredevil Season 1. I didn't think it was a great portrayal. I said the character is great. He's like one of the great villains in Marvel, one of the few really good villains. Mm-hmm. But I thought that... I, I couldn't stand him. I couldn't stand the actor. I couldn't stand the performance of it. And I got a lot of back flack or, or back draft. Uh, <laughs> shout shout you got, out. Yeah, I got something. Shout yeah, out. I got something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> shout out one of the Baldwin brothers. Uh, yeah. Back draft. Uh, wh- what did you think of, of the asshole who played Kingpin? So I've, I've always thought that Kingpin, and this is going to be, you know, kind of uh, an oversimplification of it, but was just like a fat Lex Luthor. Yes, um, in, in, the, in the Marvel universe, and you know he had a hand in everything, and he was kind of a criminal. He was not a kind of. He was a criminal mastermind more than just like this, you know, big strong guy. And, and I, it was an interesting take on Kingpin when D'Onofrio did it with like all these like idiosyncrasies. And I'm not saying this to be mean, but like almost like autistic. It like, kind of was. Like, I thought, yeah. to me, it felt more like he was just eating all of the scenery. Yeah, I was like, all right, man, do less. I wanted you to do less. You were doing more. I didn't like the way he talked. It kind of drove me nuts. 
Yeah, and it was it was very much like a, um, you know, the, the kingpin in the comics is very uh, loquacious. You know, he, he's, a, he's a good speak. Yeah, good word. And Damn. he, you know, he's he's kind of a smooth talker as well. He's not just kind of like this uh, street tough. Right. He's not a ruffian. You know, and he, no, and like I said, he's more of a Lex Luthor. Like he's more. He doesn't always fight, but yeah. he's around the fights. One thing that he does do a good job of, I would say, is that Kingpin in the comic book is is very insecure. Like in front of everybody, he's like this big tough guy, and he's like he's you know the boss, obviously. Yeah. But then he does have a lot of insecurities from like the way he grew up and like all this other stuff. So he does do a lot of that, but. I don't know. I get. I found out I was in the minority though, because most people seem to be in on D'Onofrio as. King. You know, I yeah, I don't mind it. I thought the scene when he was crushing the guy's head with the car door that was awesome. That like, was aggressive. First, yeah. When you saw him like first freak out, like I thought that was great. But again, I mean, it's it is a divisive thing. It's an odd choice that they took with that. But um, but we'll see what he does. I mean, I loved him in uh, in season two when he was in actually when he's in jail. I liked I like him, him a lot. Yeah, yeah, I did. I liked him a lot more there. And so we'll see. Hopefully, it continues to improve upon itself. How about some more news here? Devil's Rejects might be getting a sequel, Ryan. I know oh, you're okay, less no. excited about that. Now, here's a spoiler for Devil's Rejects. Spoiler for Devil's Rejects. My best guess is that the three main characters all die at the very end. So I Good. don't know how a sequel is going to work. Yeah, yeah. And it's Ghosts, kind of one of those perhaps. open-ended Thelma and Louise kind of deals at the end. Yeah. Um, oh, I think they died too. Yeah, why don't you, uh, you know, I'm going to say to Rob Zombie, you know, like, just why don't you... Step out from behind the camera and play a little Dragula for the kids. You know, just, you know, do a little, uh... That's a good song. Yeah, that's what I mean. Come out, you know, do something for the kids. Don't, don't, leave the camera work to somebody else. You I know have, what I mean? Uh, Living Dead Girl was on my Halloween mix I made. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'm sure the, the neighborhood children were, were... Oh, they love it. Butt. They come, they get a little treat. They get to listen to uh, the Marilyn Manson cover of the a Nightmare on Christmas, or Nightmare Before Christmas theme. You, yep. ever, you ever heard you, that did one? You do the Willy Wonka, uh, yeah, and you heard the you did the Willy Wonka one with him. Too? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, real, real good Kids stuff. Love it. I got some TV news for you, Ryan. Preacher has been picked up for season three. It'll be thirteen episodes, and it'll be 2018 when that comes good. out. Good. And here's a show that's getting better. It's getting Correct. better as right. it goes. Right. So exactly. I'm I'm happy about that. Now, one of our favorite uh, Netflix shows. It was an old pick of the podcast from you, American Vandal. It has been picked up for a season two, so we may find out. Who did the dicks? Who did the dicks? The Wayback way Boys. Boys. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Uh, Creed 2 has a release date. The uh, sequel to Creed uh, 1 will be out November 21st, 2018. That was a good film. That was a good flick. And, uh, and I heard, I, by the way, I heard uh, Dolph Lundgren is making an appearance. I know. I, I, hope, I hope Rocky and, Dol- and uh, Drago, Drago don't fight. I hope they don't fight. I don't need uh, to see that. I don't you don't want to see that. No, I don't. That's sad. Hey, Rod, did you hear that Kevin Spacey's gay? Oh, is this – who am I speaking to, 1992? Oh, wow. I didn't know you had, you had an inside ear to Hollywood. Well, I don't – I mean, this has been – is one of those things, like – and this was a weird thing, and I don't want to get, you know, too into it, but, like, you know, this kid comes out, Anthony Rapp – I say kid, Anthony Rapp, who was in Adventures in Babysitting, which is a wonderful movie. Yes. And then went on to star in Rent and a, and a, um, a couple other things. Road Trip, he was in that. He was the TA in Road Trip. Okay, yep. Um – he comes out and says that Kevin Spacey makes a move on him when he's 14 years old. And then Kevin Spacey says, well, uh, it's okay because uh, I was drunk and um, I've been struggling with my sexuality. And I don't know if I did this, but if I did, I was drunk. How bad? Somehow that's, yeah, that's pretty bad. If I did it, I apologize. By the way, I am 
living uh, as a gay person now. You're like, what? You're like, what? no, you can't. Yeah. Okay, so then a lot of people are like, oh my god, look at this. Like, here's he came out as gay. Like, no, no, no. What about that first part where like he yeah, admitted to doing first, something? Yeah. And so that's insane. No, so, he said, I don't remember doing that, but if I did, I was drunk. I was drunk. And now House of Cards is done. They're pulling House of Cards. Does part of you think that now that show is dead in the water anyway? I don't know anyone who still watches that show. No, I've never seen an episode. It's fine. Like, the first two, two seasons were good. It got real weird in season three. Yeah. But, like, I don't know anyone who still watches that, so this is finally Netflix. I feel like it's this is going to sound cold, but it's Netflix's way of being like, thank God, now we can be done with this. We're done. We're pulling the plug. And that's yeah. it. So if you have any Kevin Spacey takes, you can uh, email us or, or tweet us those ones as well. Ooh, we have a very special uh, video game minute here coming up, Ryan. Let's hit it. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, sir, what do you have? Oh, I got a lot this week. So out of out of Sony this week, there was a big... Uh, the Sony's Paris Games Week presentation happened uh, recently. And so, depending on when you're listening to this, so there was a lot of new game trailers that had come out. And uh, some of them are pretty huge titles uh, that I want to kind of talk to you about, but then we'll get to some good stuff. There's a lot going on, but isn't there always, Richard? There always is, isn't there? A lot going on. A lot going on. So uh, some of the big hitters that happened at the Paris Games Week, um, we had uh, The Last of Us 2, uh, premiered yes. another trailer, yes. which I will tell you, that looks dark. That is a dark it does. game. It looks pretty crazy. Yeah. I know. I can't wait, though. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man was back. So Spider-Man, the 2018 release, is coming back. Uh, so they had another full-length trailer for that, um, which looks great. Uh, we're getting new details about this game now. So it's Peter Parker in his early 20s. So he's been at the Spider-Man game, at, at the game. Yeah, but you for, see what he, as you say, you see what Peter Parker looks like in this. Yeah, yeah, not great, uh, not great, not great. But I think I think the suit looks great. Suit does, that, uh, yeah. Spider-Man looks great. Peter Parker does not. You know, I like the white spider. You know, I think that's a cool look to it. That's nice. Um, and he's probably been through several iterations of the suit. So my guess is, like, if you have a game like this, there's going to be unlockable suits. There has to be. I would definitely right? agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so that so you had Spider Man, you had The Last of Us, you had let's see, um the the um the remake of Shadow of the Colossus, which is gonna be in four K and sixty frames, looks really cool. Nice. So we're gonna throw that out there. You know, and uh then some like smaller games like Guacamelee two. Okay. Which if you didn't know if you played the first Guacamelee where you play a, a, a mystical it. luchador. Yeah, oh yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's one of those like arcade games platformer. Sounds very fun. challenging, but good. All right. Uh, so that came out, and then this, you know, like I said, there's a lot going on in the game world right now. So I'm playing simultaneously, um, Destiny Two, yes, Overwatch, yes, uh, the fractured butthole. See what I did there? Ah, I gotta get that. God damn it, I gotta get that yeah, game. Yeah, it's fun. If you like, it's it's turn-based role-playing, so it's a little slower than you think it would be, but the jokes are definitely there. And so. it's just so cool how it looks exactly like South Park. Like, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, console, that's awesome. Yeah, con- console to console, like it doesn't matter. Like the animation's not that good, so you know it's it, right. And, and the the best part about that is is it, it's a twofer, so it comes with the stick of truth as well. Yeah, that's so, gonna be my next purchase. Yep, and then uh, lastly, uh, the new Assassin's Creed Origins comes out, and it's pretty good right now. I'm not that far into it, so I can't give you a full recap on that. But 
I can. As you said, this is a very special video game minute, so we can get into something else. Yeah, a game that I know we both have played. That is WWE 2K18. It is out now. It's the one with Seth Rollins on the cover. Of course, this is uh, whether you're an Xbox, PlayStation, whatever it is, Nintendo Switch, it's all good there. And, Ryan, we've been playing wrestling games for a long time. And this one, it's crazy to see the graphics. Like, that's one thing that jumps out to me is the entrances on all these guys – it's literally like you're just watching TV. Like if you walked into the room and you didn't know somebody was playing and they were like uh, Finn Balor, like demon entrance, and you just watch it, you're like, are you watching Raw? And you're like, no, I'm, play- I'm playing WWE right now. And that was that, that's so funny you said that too because that's the first thing I did is I went to like demon Finn Balor and I was like, all right, I want to see how this looks. That was like the first thing I did. I love the, I, the amount of characters. And so we did the same thing. The amount of characters – is great and it's one of those things whether you're watching wrestling a lot now or you know you watched it more in the 90s or even earlier there's so many wrestlers in fact it's the largest roster the game has ever had or any wwe game has ever had you know cena lesnar stone cold the undertaker plus they got the the thing where different versions of characters you know finn balor's one example but even i think it was like big boss man all these different guys you can get them as they sort of change their look a little bit Plus, of course, you can do the My Career stuff where you're creating your own wrestler, which I know you and I both love to do. And that, and yeah, Quick Draw Mick Party came out. He's, he's created, he's back. Quick Draw so, Mick Party. Of course, Ryan quick, and I used to be the, uh, the party boys, Tyson yep. and Mick Party. I was thinking of maybe mixing it up and maybe being the Wayback Boys and maybe like Red Hood and Arvon D. As like a, as yeah, a I like that. I like that. Now, again, what we love, obviously, is the, the creative the creative player thing, which in this game is super robust. Yeah, like, oh, my God, yeah. Which I've never seen a creative, creative player or creative wrestler so in-depth as this one, and it's super fun to do. I think in, in creating a character, I think, I'm not kidding, it took me like 40 minutes just I because <laughs> I was so into it. Like hometown, yeah. weight, you know, like the different fighting styles, your different finishing moves, and the best part is you unlock these things as you go. So... You know, if you like a certain finisher, you have to, like, unlock it and you have to play it and all that stuff. So it's actually – you have to give your your person a Twitter handle. That's crazy. Yeah. Which so, is ridiculous. <laughs> it's all it's all good. Uh, yeah, so the My Career is great. Plus, I think the, uh, the eight-man matches is new to it. So all the stuff and, you know, all the different arenas, all the different venues. So it's a very complete WWE game. So if you are a fan of wrestling games – uh, this is this is the new one. This is the one you're going to want to jump on. And uh, Davey and I both play. So if you're playing, let us know how, how your your my career guy is doing. And the Party Boys love our our handicap match. If you ever want to get two on one by the Party Boys, that sounded gross. But I'm just gonna. If you ever want that, it's a thing come, though. Come get it. We're yeah. we're on for that. Very good, Ryan. Are you now ready for the topic du jour? I'm dying to know what you think that is, Richard. That, of course, is the topic of the day today. It is Stranger Things season two. Of course, a Netflix show. They uh, gave you one more episode than they did in season one, so it was a total of nine episodes. Let's start spoiler-free, as we uh, are wont to do during these movie and TV reviews. I will begin by asking you, Ryan, did you like it? I did. I loved it. Yeah. I, I, am ba- I, I thought it was going to be very difficult to contend, compete, rival, whatever you wanted to say, season one, which was one of my favorite recent you know one seasons of tv in a long time i loved it like we had the episode you can find it in the archives that davy and i did about season one we both loved it i was like man it's gonna be really tough to contend and they absolutely did they did and it was great so it, 
I would say I did I did like it. Uh, it's basically on par with season one for me. It wasn't better. It wasn't worse. It was kind of right there. Um, but I would say, you know, we'll get into this a little bit later, but, you know, it's uh, a little bit different um, in terms of tone. Yes. You know, and I thought, like I said, I think the last time we were talking about it, I said it was going to struggle with the, the member berries thing. Yeah, like where yeah. they were talking about, like, so many references. How, uh, how so many references. And they were, it, they were subtle. They weren't, like, hit you over the head. You know, so. I didn't think they were either. Like, if you went back and watched it again, you could find, like, oh my God, there's that, there's that. This one wasn't as over the top. I think that the kids are a year older, and I think that sort of played out. You know, it almost reminds me, you know, in the Harry Potter series. Like, if you sat down and watched all the Harry Potter movies, you yeah. could tell as you went along, like, they matured. Like, not just the characters, but like the content of everything. And right. I felt, even though it was one jump, they're still in junior high. But that sort of seventh grade to eighth grade jump, like I think they swear a little bit more. It's like everything is like turned up just a little bit, but just enough. Like it wasn't it wasn't yeah. overboard with any of that. And stuff. they're like they're like into girls, but it's not like it's like you would if you were you know twelve, thirteen years yeah, old. Yeah, you don't know what the girls. hell you're doing, but like you you yeah. know you should like girls. Like girls are no longer gross, but at the same time you have no idea what you're doing. And the, the, they talk about the electromagnet, which is not a spoiler, but you'll get to that. In it, you know? Yeah. And so I thought the returning characters were all great. I think the new characters, that might be where some people either really liked or maybe really disliked. I don't think any of the new characters did enough to take away. Like, I think still it's still the main cast, but they did, they added from all different kinds, whether it's a classmate or whether it's a, you know, a scientist or whether it's a, like a love interest, they added a handful of characters and I still think my favorite characters are all of the original characters. They, yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, we'll get into this more, but uh, there is, I did have some issue with some of the new characters. So yes. we'll, we'll pick that up in the spoiler one. But. And so I guess I, I'm similar to you. I, I've talked to some people that were like, oh, this is definitely better than season one. And I would say it, it's definitely bigger than season one. I think you can see that they spent more money on it. It looks more cinematic. So if you're into like that, like just how like the scope and the landscape and all that stuff of it, it's it seems grander. But I think overall, season one I probably like slightly more. But the bottom line is I gave season one a six out of six, and I think I'm going to give season two a six out of six as well. And I think I think I gave season one a six out of six. I think I'm going to give this one a five out of six. I think you. I think you may have gone five and a half, if I remember correctly. But either okay, way, yeah, so you I, loved if it. I did but five, if I did five and a half, I'm going to do. It's still going to be five. Five. But that, so yeah. still, a, still a great score. Still, you know, as far as all the things that are available right now on TV or Netflix, this is right there at the top. Is there anything else that we can hit on before we get the spoilers, or most of it's just so story oriented? I think. I think this this whole series, like you can't say if you haven't seen an episode yet. Um, just stop listening right now because there's not. It's one of those things. Like if I say one thing, it's gonna lead you. It's gonna lead us down a path that we're gonna spoil something. So so come on it, back after you yeah. finish watching it. I know we, we we sort of debated on whether or not to have it for this week or wait for next week, but we figure we'll, we'll give it an extra day, give people a chance to watch it. Plus, you can you know download it and come back later. So uh, without further ado. Spoilers! 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 So there's a lot of different ways to do this, Davey, and I figured something that we haven't done, which I think might be a good exercise. We'll give it a shot. Let's go sort of 
episode by episode, and then within that, if we sort of jump around a little bit, that's fine. But this way, okay. we could sort of you know have it structured this way. Because uh, I also think the the titles of all of the episodes or chapters, as they call them, are also pretty cool and say a lot about what's going on in the story. So, yes. with that, uh, chapter one was entitled Mad Max, and it actually opens with one of these new characters. It's it's number eight, and she's using her abilities to escape the police. What did you think of automatic, like right away, showing you? Somebody else that was clearly in the same program as Eleven, and somebody else who had escaped from Hawkins Lab. Well, it was cool to see that there was somebody else that escaped from Hawkins Lab and is now out on their own and uh, unattended. There's nobody kind of watching over. Yeah, like a little bit older, obviously. Yeah, and a little bit older. So it was nice, to, and it was also cool to see that you know her abilities are different. So they, you know, they they've got a little bit of the, the X Men quality to them there. You her know? abilities so, are crazy, by the way. Like, yeah. Whose whose abilities would you rather have? Eights or elevens? I find elevens to be a little bit more useful. Yeah, they you know, probably this, are. Yeah, you know, but eight eight was cool, and it, it's more. But that's more of like a trick. It's not really like a power. Eights you know I mean? is a little David Blaine-ish. You know what it is? It's almost it's it's like Green Lantern in a sense that even though she's not really like Green Lantern can really create whatever it is, and like if he, it's a train that the train will smash you. Where she just makes you think you see a train. But it's the same idea, whereas if somebody who's really creative has that power, it's probably kick-ass. Yeah. But if not, then you're like, okay, what, whatever. What are you, what are you but, doing here? But day-to-day, you know, day-to-day, I want something. I can want to be able to do something tangible, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Now, it's eighth grade at Hawkins. The, uh, the boys are, are back together. You know, Will's back at school with them. They meet a new girl, Max. And I'll just say this right now, not a fan of Max. No, I'm not a fan of Max or her uh, her brother Billy. Not a fan. Yeah, I thought it was so unbelievable that they had five kid actors in season one, and they were all great. Like five main kid actors. Obviously, there was like side characters here and there, but like the the four boys and Eleven were all awesome. Like you liked all of them. They were really good actors. Like and and you never had any problems. And I always have problems with kid actors. And then. The first new character, the new addition, like, oh, we've got to have another girl in the group. They bring in Max. Didn't like her. Didn't like her at all. Really bothered me. And the thing that bothered me, and again, we're kind of we're talking about episode one, but I'm kind of jumping around. Yeah, that's space, fine. But like, that's fine. One of the things that you're immediately introduced to her and her brother, and they have this really contentious relationship, and he keeps telling people, like, that's not my sister, that's not my sister. So in the first, like, four or five episodes, I'm thinking, like, okay, like, there's going to be this big reveal. There's going to be this story between the two of them. You know, there's going to be, you know, maybe they're part of the experiment, too. And you know what I mean? But they're not related, but they're just, like, sticking together. That's a step and, no, it turns out, uh... cause, and it's just them. Like, there's no parents around. So you're thinking there has to be a story here. And they're like, oh, no, wait. They're just stepbrother and stepsister, and their parents were out of town. Right. And then it's like, oh, like now this... here's the mom. The mom's back, and the dad's back. And you're like, okay. I was thinking, like, that's lame. Like, what the hell is that all about? Like, I'm waiting to see, like, what the deal is with these two for four or five episodes, and now all of a sudden you're just like, oh, yeah, they're just stepbrothers and stepsisters, and the, the uh, family dynamic's kind of weird. Yeah, the, and the dad's horrible. We can get to the dad coming up in, yeah. in a bit. Um, you, got, you got Billy versus Steve a little bit in this, and what's interesting, I don't know if you watched some of the uh, Beyond Stranger Things they also had on um, – on Netflix where it was like six or seven episodes where they just sort of talked about like the whole series and they brought in different characters to, to go there. But anyway, the point was, I think it was like the Duffer brothers were saying how they originally had Steve as the stereotypical, like high school jock kind of, you know, bully dickhead ish guy. 
But then he became more well-rounded and, and more sympathetic and all this stuff by the end of season one. He, I don't think he totally redeemed himself in season one. He did here. But but he was still – you could tell he was making that turn where they're like, all right, we need another character like that. So they brought in Billy, and they kind of ramped that up to 11 because he is – he also looks exactly like the combination, I think, of Rob, a young Robert Downey Jr. and Rob Lowe. Yeah, he's got that going too. He's got a little Billy Zapka in him too. Yeah, you know, Johnny from you know. Yeah, like he, he he melds those together. But the Billy Steve rivalry uh, starts even in this uh, this first chapter. Now, Will also he's back. He has hallucinations. He goes and gets treatment uh, with Doctor Owens, played by the incomparable Paul Reiser. And Paul Reiser. Joyce and Hopper take him. What did you think of uh, the addition of Paul Reiser? Um, again, it's nice to get a name there. You know, but again, it kind of a character that was kind of flat. Yeah, he, you know, for me. Yeah, I know. I I wonder if you know his role in Alien was one of the reasons why they wanted to bring him in here. Oh, it had it had to be right because yeah, there was so. whole this, and that's the thing. Like you, there are these subtle. And for us, it's not very subtle, but the people, the casual viewer, like there's these subtle homages to like Alien and Evil Dead. And, oh, tons, yeah. You know, and there were a ton of that stuff, which was for us to watch that is super cool, but. Obviously, having him in there is a nod to Alien, because you know, uh, uh, you know, he's kind of the guy behind the scenes, the guy behind the guy, as we would he, say, he's yeah, not absolutely. the action guy. Yes, but, you know, so that was that was kind of cool. But uh, again, I mean, you know, how many bad scientists are we going to put in? And he didn't turn out to be that bad of a guy. But, no, you know, what'd you think of uh, little Dragon Slayer action? I f- fuck that game. All right. Yeah, the game kind of sucks. Like, it's I love the name and I like the I have a sweet poster of it and everything, but the game, not great. Frustrating game. So uh, frustrating. I think the Duffer Brothers even talked about how they even made a comment like Dustin smacking the thing and kicking it and saying how it just takes their money. But like that's if anybody played Dragon Slayer, that's exactly like if you wanted to advance at all in the game, you just had to keep feeding it quarters. And not only that, but it, it's just there's no skill. It's just memory. You know what I mean? Like, it's like pressing the button at the right time or moving the stick at the right time. And if you moved it ever so slightly, like, if you went, like, right and up a little bit, not directly right, you would die. <laughs> yes, this sucks. Yeah. They also, I guess they use that game in part because it shows you Dustin and Lucas early on, how they're both competing for Max, just sort of like yeah. in the game, you're, you know, you're competing for the, the princess there. Now, you also, at the end of this first episode, you find out that Hopper – and Eleven are living together in a cabin in the woods. And this is some of my favorite stuff in the entire season. We'll get At the end, we'll talk about our favorite stuff and our least favorite stuff. But one of my favorite things was the dynamic between these two. Like, two of my favorite characters from season one and then matching them up together. Like they had some intense scenes in there, but if, it, if anybody could handle Eleven, it would be Hopper. Yeah, I mean, it had to be. No one else could really deal with that. No, definitely, definitely not. All right, chapter two is called Trick or Treat Freak. Uh, you get some flashbacks that show you how Eleven ends you know, from season one because we saw her just sort of disappear and then how she eventually gets to Hopper. So that was some cool stuff getting you there. Eleven wants to go trick-or-treating. Hopper's not having it. Uh, then you get all these. Which, what, by the way, what a great nod to E.T. Yeah. Oh, right, you know, exactly. Dress her up as a ghost and you wouldn't be able to know it was her and he's, you know. I thought he was going to so, budge on that one. How would you not let her go trick or treating? Yeah, I feel like he. I feel like he kind of should have. Now, this is a big part of this season too. Is Nancy is still upset about Barb, your girl Burb, 
is Babe. Babe. She's dead. Her parents don't really know. And so they she wants to be able to explain to Burb's parents that uh Burb is gone. But that doesn't and, really go very well. And sneaky, sneaky, my least favorite character in this season is Nancy. Ooh, I gotta I gotta disagree with you on that one, Haas. No, I, I I'm guess, a big Nancy fan. I know you are. I know you want to steal a smooch from Nancy. I would. But you know, I just very unlikable. You know what I mean? Like at times. How about she gets shit faced drunk in this episode? Is, now here's the question. Now we've all sort of been there. Uh, if you're kind of feuding with your lady, we're both happily married now. But I'm saying, you know, yep. flash it back a little bit. If you're at a party and the girl that you are with is just messed up drunk and is like saying everything's bullshit, that's your bullshit. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. You can't leave the party without her, can you? Uh, no, that's, that's bad form. Yeah. Um, that's where Steve dropped that. the ball there. Yeah. And I thought, uh, I thought Jonathan was going to screen door, give her the screen door action. Where yeah. You, you know, you prop her up in the door in the screen door and let the parents open it, um, and have her fall in. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. Ring the doorbell. To a couple people. Yeah. I've done that to a couple people in my day. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got to, but you got to, but, uh, yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just think that was a bad scene for her. Um, you know, obviously, what is the going on with the with the the parents with right with, with their parents? The the father is the most. I don't even remember his name, but he's the most useless character in anything. And I think that's the joke is he's just completely useless. I think it is, and it's it's hysterical, like how bad he is and how out of yeah. touch he is. He has no say in anything. Doesn't really care about anything. Is so out of out of the loop on on everything. And the mother's like, "Didn't you hear?" She says to uh, Billy, "She's like, don't you hear? Our kids don't live here anymore. Yeah, like, they don't right. live here anymore. Right." Like, Oh, she's at the Dustin or something. Yeah. Now the boys, um, one of my favorite parts of the whole season was they're at school, and they're all dressed up as Ghostbusters, and nobody else is dressed up. It's Halloween. <laughs> nobody is dressed up except for the four of them. It's unbelievable. And what's funny is they use that scene in the trailer, and like the one where the the four of them are right before they get to school, they're by like the bike rack, and Dustin's yeah. turning around. You think he's looking at like a demogorgon. But he's actually just looking at other students who are wearing normal clothes, and he's just yeah. like, "Why isn't anybody else dressed up?" And it's, and they a, it's have great. that. Yeah, and they have that conversation where they're like, "When did this rule? When, who made this rule? Like, right. it went from well, last year everyone dressed up. Now no one's dressing up. Like, where are the rules here?" But it's funny because that sort of sums up this season. Like eighth grade, like seventh, eighth grade. I mean, middle school literally is just that. You're sort of caught in between. Like, you're so much older than elementary school kids, but you're not at that high school level yet. So. Like, certain things are still cool, certain things aren't. Like, it's a weird time, and I think they do a really good job at sort of exploring all of that, like what goes on in middle school. Um, Now, they go trick-or-treating, and they have a pretty serious debate here, and I want to know where you stand on this. They Dustin is the only one in the group that likes Three Musketeers. The other ones don't. I, of course, am a huge Three Musketeers fan. Where do you stand? I am, and this is going to be the most lukewarm answer ever. I Ugh. like Three Musketeers, um, but they're not my first choice. But I do like Three Musketeers Frozen. Ooh, that's a nice treat for yourself. That is, right? You freeze them a little bit, you put them in there. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go for a Snickers. If I, if, or, you know what I really like, and this, is going to, this might be a hot take? What's that? Um, I'm a big Almond Joy guy. Yeah, I don't like that. But that's I, fine. I that's why but we could trade, me, yeah. Yeah, part of me is like, you know, I like... I like three. I like the almond joy because no one else does, and I knew that no one would take it from me. Yeah, you're on your own. You could just have all the almond joys, but like I don't even want to trade them. You could just have them. Just take them. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
Or a good Kit Kat. I like a good Kit yeah, Kat. Yeah, everybody likes a good Kit Kat. Yeah. That's true. Now, uh, Dustin also finds a creature in his trash can at the end of this episode. Uh, then, fittingly, Chapter 3 is entitled The Polywog. He yeah. wants to get more flashbacks of uh, Eleven and Hopper in this. Now, you also get, let's talk about Sean Astin for a second. Your guy. Sean Astin or okay. Bob. First of all, I was watching this with my wife, and I'm like, there's no fucking way that Winona Ryder would be with Bob. And my wife says to me, yeah, but she right now is the town crazy. Like, she's crazy. Everybody thinks she's crazy. And now Bob gets to live one of these high school fantasies where he loved Joyce Byers, but she was the hot girl, and he was Bob. And so now he has an opportunity. I'm like, I guess that makes more sense. And Bob was another letdown for me, and I'll tell you why. So there are these moments where you think, like, there's no way that this guy is this big of a fucking nice guy nerd. Like, he has to be up to something. Like, you're right. always waiting for that, that other shoe to fall where you're like, no, he's like a, he's working for the company, or, you know, he knows something, or he's like, a, he's a spy. Radio there's Shack another Bob. Called, yeah. yeah, there's like another episode called The Spy, and you don't, they refer to the shadow monster as the spy, like, throughout the, but I'm wondering if there's going to be a twist where Bob becomes the spy. Well, you know and I mean? that's why, because Bob, in, in the Polywog episode, he's the one who tells Will that he needs to stand up to his fears, which I think normally would be good advice. Here, terrible advice. Terrible advice. Like, should terrible not advice. have done that. You should have kept running, out, though. Yeah. yeah, and it turns out that Bob is just a fucking wiener. He is a wiener. Like, he's just an absolute mug, like this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So He's a millhouse. Yeah, he's a total millhouse. He's a goddamn millhouse, but a nice guy, and and he had a a, a kind of a heroic ending. Um, yep. Again, another thing I think I, I heard from Beyond Stranger Things, actually a couple of things. One, there one of them thought that maybe Bob, like you said, maybe he was evil. Like maybe there had to be another layer to Bob there, and that's why he gave Will the advice that he did. The other one was that I guess when Will, who sort of gets possessed by this thing, and that's another yep. sort of like. It's not, it's not exactly exorcist style, but it's in that same light. Now, there was, I guess in one script, Will, while he was possessed, was actually going to be the one that killed Bob. Oh, boy. That, that would have been very dark. That would have been dark as fuck. So they did not go with that. It was funny. They were telling the kid, the actor who plays Will, they were telling him that that was one of the things like that potentially they might have done. And he was just like, what? He's like, he's like, Will would have killed Bob? And they're like, well, yes, but like he would have been put, like it's not you doing it. And he was just like, oh, okay. But he was, no, but the, other thing, the other thing that bugged me about Bob, too, was like, were you suspicious of how like cool with everything he was? Uh, yeah, it, it was pretty quick. Like when he went in there and he saw what was going on with Joyce, he was like, Joyce is crazy. And then he immediately was like, all right, let's figure this thing out. And then he went, and then they went down to the into the tunnels, and he was just like full go. He's not like, what the fuck? He's like, this is all right. Like, I get it. Yeah, like, he made he had like one line where he's like, is this Will's map? And then he's like, all right, I'll I'll, I'll get going. Oh <laughs> yeah, like let's go. Oh these things. Oh yeah, it's just weird demodogs or whatever they call them. Oh by the way, before I forget, and again we're, we're sort of jumping around here. Before I forget, my one hang up with with like. Again, in a science fiction world or in a comic book movie or whatever, you sort of there's certain things you just have to accept. Like the idea of the upside down, I'm on board. Like good. Right. We want to we want to play dimension games. I'm in with dimension games. But when you show me Will drawing all these pictures and then Joyce connecting all of them so perfectly all over the house, I call bullshit on that. 
Well, yeah, and it was kind of a weird montage. You don't know how, how long that took, but it, yeah. it looked like it was the matter of, like, minutes. Right. Where she pieced that all together. But, like, she pieced it all together, like, because if you started putting them in the wrong space, then now all of a sudden it's not a map. Like, right. right. And how could you connect them all? Like, they all had lines like that, so they all you could have connected really any piece together, and then you would have been all over the place. And, like, it just so happened, like, their house was, like, the right size for that. Like that kind of. You didn't have to like go outside. No, it was all indoors. Like I was, I was legit hung up on that. I'm like, so this is the map now. Like this is the key to the whole thing. Is that they're gonna like follow this all around? So that kind of threw me for a loop. But again, I still loved yeah. it. Still loved it. Um, going back to the Polywog episode, Dustin names his creature uh, D'Artagnan or Dart. Uh, Eleven leaves the cabin. This is the one where she sees Mike and Max in the gym, and she gets kind of jealous. Like she doesn't really know that Mike's just so pissy right now. Um, yeah. And then, of course, Will confronts the shadow monster, and the whole thing goes down his throat. And that's just literally and figuratively. Chapter 4, Will the Wise. Uh, Will is found out in the field. Obviously, the shadow monster has has messed him up. It's now living inside him. He says how he likes it cold. So this is you're really starting to get, like, Regan from the Exorcist-type vibes here with Will. Yep. Uh, He draws all the crazy pictures that look like vines. Uh, Hopper and Eleven. They get into a huge fight over sneaking out. This was pretty intense. Like, this was almost, he was almost too mad, but you could tell where he came from because he had such a deep story in season one where his daughter, who was sick and then died, so he lost a daughter in this, and it's almost like he got another daughter back, and so he's just so afraid to to lose her, so he just fucking lost his, his shit with her. Which anybody does, but it's so yeah. funny, and they say this. I've only watched one episode of the after show. Yeah. But they were talking about, you know, Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven, who is like, I don't know how, like, com- how she's so composed and, like, mature and how she, like, She's, like, 13, things. and she's, like, yeah, she's yeah. insanely um, mature. And she talks in depth about, like, how, and they were talking with the Duffer Brothers about how it's, like, power versus power, like, in that scene. And yeah. how it's And how it's, like, two different types of power, but they're definitely, like, butting heads. And, you know, it, it, was, it was kind of a really cool scene to... To watch because you can tell um, that both actors just kind of they was it, it, to me it felt scripted one way but they just went at it and it was a, really organic. Yeah, and, and Millie was also talking about how she has done so many scenes between the two seasons where she's alone, like she's filmed, you know, either like underwater, like those kind of scenes, or like her just sitting and watching TV. So when she got a chance to be in a scene with, uh, I think it's David Harbor who plays uh, Hopper, like they just like yep. went all at it. And they, they said they even had to, like, cut some of – like, they had to, like, tone some of it down. Like, there was, like, more intense ones that they did together. But they were like, all right, we don't want it that much. Yeah. Like, that's, that's crazy. Um, this is another interesting point. So from this, this episode, Nancy and Jonathan were going to meet with uh, Barb's mom. But then they end up at Hawkins' lab. Like, Hawkins intercepted it. And what's confusing to me is Hawkins' lab in season one is, like, so clearly, like, the villain. Whereas in season two, it's way more ambiguous in the sense that – if people were on to them, like, they're a big enough company. Like, couldn't they just kill them and, like, throw them in the upside down? You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they could hide evidence so easy. But they intercept, so they're, they're, they're tapping phones. Then they bring Nancy and Jonathan in, but then they let them go. Like, so yeah, I don't, like how bad strange. are they? And, and he even says, like, well, we lied about Barb because sometimes, like, we need to protect this. Like, if people found out about this. Yeah. So why would they let them go and just leave? They just told them the whole they the whole exposition. They just told them the whole plan. Yeah, it's like the villain like the, telling you what their plan was, and then they're like, "All right, now see you later." Yeah. Or why didn't you just? Why did you have to show them that? Why would you just be like, "All right, leave"? 
It just it doesn't you know make I mean? any sense. Or like they would kill because like in season one, you know, they made that deal with Hopper and Joyce. Like that one again, they seem more like villains, but they're like, hey, if you tell us where Eleven is, like, go ahead, you can go in there, you can look for Will if you want, but mm-hmm. then you gotta you gotta sign all the shit. And Hopper even makes a point. And Hopper or Joyce, I think maybe Joyce telling Bob was like, we had to sign all this stuff so like we couldn't like sue them or whatever else. So I guess yeah. they they try to like talk their way out of that. Uh, so they show them like the portal down there. Uh, also, you're, you're starting to see that uh, Dart is growing. Like Dart's getting bigger. Uh, he and eats- I called that. I called that from Jump Street, by the way. As soon as he picked that goddamn thing up, oh, that I'm like that's th- yeah. a Demogorgon. So yeah. he eats Dustin's cat. Uh, and then also, now Eleven finds out that Terry Ives is her mother. She like finds that box underneath with all the information, mm-hmm. and uh, Hopper finds the tunnel in the upside down. He's digging like in the pumpkin patch. He's he's, he's digging deep. So yeah. then they go. And again, this all connects great. So chapter five is entitled Dig Dug, which, by the way, uh, not, a, not a great game. Uh, no, that is a terrible game. That's a terrible. It's a, cra- it's a crap game. But now Hopper is stuck in the upside down. Uh, Joyce has Bob help figure out Will's drawings. And this is going back to what you were saying, how Bob goes in there. And he's like, like he's worried about Joyce, but then he's so caught up in trying to solve it. I yeah. didn't. I didn't mind it as much as you because I do think he is such a, a a millhouse where they're like, hey, they're like, this is a g-. like. Think about it. He brought over all these board games to play. He's like, oh, Will's sick. So like when I was sick, I would play games, and then this essentially became a game. You know, like let's figure out what the hell's going on here. So but I don't even then, it. like if you saw like a demogorgon like run by you, like okay, you're okay. We're in we're in hypothetical land again, Richard. Okay. Yep. I know you, you have a very happy marriage and everything is healthy and going well. Thank you. You have a dog and a house now, and I'm, I, I, I adore not, your wife. Let's not jinx all of this. <laughs> okay. Say that goes to shit. Okay. And, and you say that's gone. Oh, right? all right. And uh, you start dating the crazy lady down the block, and she's like, well, my family situation is a little messed up. And then you find out that she actually has monsters living in her house. How do you respond? Now, does she look like Winona Ryder? She looks like Winona Ryder today, not Winona Ryder from like 1987. Uh, yeah, I'd, mm, I'd probably be a little, I'd be in trouble there. I feel like you would be in trouble. Yeah. And and you know, to quote somebody wiser than me, and this is going to sound pretty crass, but you don't put your <laughs> in crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, you've said that on the podcast before, I believe. We should make. We should make We should make a T-shirt. We should make new. T- <laughs> <laughs> Someone said that to me. That's not my line. But you don't do that. I got it. You back away. I know what you're saying. You know, if there's demons from another dimension running through this house, you know what? I'm yeah, good. I got it. I'm going to go back on Tinder or Match.com or whatever. eHarmony, which I missed out on all of those things. Uh, yeah. So Jonathan and Nancy, speaking of uh, eHarmony, so they're now a couple. They meet up with Murray. So Murray is the PI that Burb's uh, parents had hired. What did you think of Murray? <laughs> I liked Murray. By the way, funniest line of the season came from Murray. How'd you like the How'd you like the pullout? That was, was unbelievable. Funniest, funniest line of the season. Great line. And then he drops his eggs. Yep. <laughs> he his eggs fall <laughs> off his fork. He goes, yeah. "Oops." How'd <laughs> <laughs> you like the pullout? Then they do the perfect like Jonathan like chokes on his orange juice or whatever. Yep. That was really really well done. Yeah. Well um, done. Let's see. Lucas tells Max the truth, uh, but she doesn't believe him. So Lucas, who is, let's be honest, Lucas is pussy whipped in this whole yep. season. He, they, they're, they're not going to tell Max this whole time, and then he tells her, but she obviously doesn't believe him. Uh, and then Dustin traps Dart in that little, like, 
It was like a bulkhead, like little locker thing that he's got. Yeah. But all this is the best. All of his friends are gone, so he teams up with Steve. Now, I liked Hopper and Eleven. In fact, I loved that. But Dustin and Steve might even be a better combo. Stole the show. And I was gonna I was waiting for you to bring this up, and I'm glad you did because I was talking about this with, with the other Ryan, my wife, uh, yeah. last night. The beauty of this show is they pair people. Yes. And the team love ups, it. The team ups are amazing how they do it. And the best of them was was uh, Steve and, and Dustin. Th- that was lightning TV. It was it was awesome. Those guys were so good together. I was I was like so excited about it. In fact, I think I think the pull out line was really good, but the, the other line uh, is from the next episode, the spy, chapter six, where you get more Dustin and Steve, they're in the car together. And Steve says to Dustin, because he's so Dustin's explaining to Steve what they're looking for. And so Steve goes, Well, how do you know it's not a lizard? And Dustin deadpans and goes, Because his face opened up and he ate my cat. <laughs> and Steve's like, Oh, all right. There we go. By the way, Gate, Gate Matarazzo, friend of the podcast. That's right. He said that Davey was not the weirdest guy he met at Comic Con. Yeah, which, given the circumstances, that, I, that was. I would. Uh, I took that as a compliment. Yes, uh, okay. we found out that uh, Nancy and Jonathan bang. Uh, oh, so then you also get uh, Steve, Dustin, Lucas, and Max are all inside the. Uh, what am I saying here? Oh, they were the thing. Yeah, they were. They were all. They were all together. So now you're you're, you're teaming them up. Uh, and then what I felt like is. Oh, the old uh, bus, excuse me, but that that whole scene where the the, from from the junkyard yeah. from season one—that's what I was thinking of. And so season one, they bring you back to that same location, and now Steve has more than just Dustin. So it really, to me, felt like Josh Brolin's character from The Goonies. Yes, you know, like even though Steve doesn't—he's none of them are his brother. It just felt like the same thing. Um, and then what? And a nice little nod to Dawn of the Dead. Wasn't Dawn of the Dead? Wasn't there a bus, like an armored bus, involved in Dawn of the Dead? Ooh, I. Th- yeah, I think you might be right. I'm drawing some parallels here, but, you know. I'm, I'm liking that. Uh, yeah. Will also, with what he's saying, he sets up all these soldiers. Hence, that's why the name of the episode is The Spy. And you also get Mike. He's in the Hawkins Lab facility because jo- he went over to, to the buyers. So Joyce has him there. And Mike's uh, – nobody else from his family is there, but he's there. And Mike says – he's yelling, it's a trap. He yelled that like a few times. It's like yeah. classic Admiral Akbar. All right, Chapter 7 is called The Lost Sister. Eleven goes to Chicago to be with her sister, uh, Callie, or also known as number eight. I hated this episode. This, and again, completely, it it enhanced a little bit some of Eleven's backstory, but it was a complete one-off episode. It's almost like that's why, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's almost like that's why this season had one extra episode, because they didn't want to cut anything else out, so they were like, all right, we got to do this, this kind of... Really, this, I think, could have been a half episode, or maybe not even, because they basically just wanted to show you how Eleven can, like, harness her powers. Right, and it was the whole thing with, you know, her going to see her mother. That's well and good, but then she goes to Chicago, and then back. I mean, it, but the good thing about this is that there's one good thing that came up, came out of this, and that was her entrance into the house when they're all standing there, you know, and they're, you know, the demo dogs are breathing down on them and they're surrounding the house and then all of a sudden she there's this big grand entrance and they all see her for the first time yeah hopper obviously you're, you're able to get that i think that might have been the next yeah. episode but yeah the whole idea that she was able to, to she's gone 
Uh, no, because it was it was at the end, the very end of this. Remember, she opens the door and everyone looks at her, and then it goes black. So I thought that was at the end of eight. I thought this episode was just she. She's like on the bus. Like she's like I'm heading oh, out. Of okay, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm jumping ahead, but no, that, it sets that up. It, but exactly. It's useless. It's I. I just they spent way too much time, and I didn't like any of the characters. Like I, it was sort of an homage to the Warriors, which I know we both like, but still, I'm like I don't like eight. I don't like her weirdo friends. They were like they also showed you Eleven's uh, like human side, where like she's she didn't want to just kill that guy, and the uh, so you see that part of it, but. That was a long hour. Like I was like, okay, I'm I'm done with this. Yeah, I found myself kind of looking at the old wristwatch and being like, right. okay, come on. Like, there's yes. a lot. There's enough going on. And this is the if this was like the fourth episode, I would have been like, okay, that's fine. But this is like, there's stuff going on. Like where the the climax is coming. So like, eleven, we need to yeah, get to, you know, cut to it. Eleven did say this was the hardest episode for her to film, and then she said even with, you know, at the. She saw, um, what's his name, Dr. Uh, Brenner. She saw Dr. Yeah. Brenner in there, and she was like, that whole scene was like super emotional and all, all of that. That was tough on her. Now, Chapter 8 is called The Mind Flayer. So now they're, they're all trapped inside the lab, and this is where you get the opportunity to see Bob going out as a hero. And Best episode of the series. This was really good. This was great. Uh, Will's brought back into his house. Uh, then they go inside that shed, but th- so he can't spy on them. So it's a great idea, but then the phone rings, and he figures out what's going on in there. Now, this is also where you get Billy and his parents, You see, or at least his dad and his stepmom and Max's mom and stepdad. You see them for the first time. I believe it's the first time. Yep. And Billy's dad... And then hits yeah. him, and then it like forces him to go find Max. And you're like, holy shit! Like, so this just took a turn. You're like, this is some of the darkest stuff. And you're wondering, is all right, is Billy himself a horrible guy, or is he strictly just so bad because of his father? And the other thing I would add is, is his father and or Billy racist because he was so adamant that Max never hang out with Lucas, and it was like specifically Lucas. Yeah, and he, he says, don't hang out with people like that. Right, you know like, I mean? but he never, but he never says. I mean, I took it as racism. Me too. Um, it was a little American History X in that way. And, and the, no, American Beauty, American Beauty, American, American Beauty, Beauty, and the movie It. Like it's kind of like that, where you know the book is much more racist than the movie is, yes. but that's the same kind of idea about how the one kid's sort of an outcast because he's the only black kid in the town. Right. Um. um yeah. But again, this isn't a good enough explanation. To his character, it's not a good enough backstory because, like, if that was all that was going on, I'm like, well, shit. Like, I, yeah. again, episode eight, I had to wait eight episodes for this payoff. Yeah, like that. Like, come on, you could have explained that in a sentence. Right. Exactly. Or you could have just shown, like, you know, kids in the gun. You know, he rips around town, like, trying to hook up with housewives because he just doesn't want to go home. I know? I did like that scene. Oh yeah, Mrs. and you know who else did? Mrs. Wheeler. Uh, what's his name? Will, uh, Mike's mom. She loved that scene. Mrs. Wheeler uh, uh-huh. was bringing the heat this time around. <laughs> she the bath with the candles, really treating herself. You know what I mean? Reading a nice little uh, smut book there. Meanwhile, she, the old man's asleep on the goddamn couch. He has uh, no he, idea. No shit. He has no idea what's Gone going luck. on. She also, Mrs. Wheeler is drinking wine in every scene. Every scene she's in, look <laughs> back at it, she has got a glass of wine. I did not notice that. I will look now. So this episode, you also get the you know the Morse code stuff, saying close yep. the gate and all that stuff. And uh, this is actually where, in fact, you get Eleven showing up at the end, uh, kicking some absolute ass. So the series ends, Chapter 9, 
entitled The Gate. Eleven is back. And you basically get three groups. They split up into three groups. And it's like you were saying, like, the way they sort of pair off or group off, it's pretty good. So you have Mike, Dustin, Lucas, and Max with Steve, who gets in that pretty crazy fight with Billy in the house. Yeah. Uh, Eleven and Hopper are together. And then Jonathan, Nancy, Joyce, and Will. And all three of them, they do a great job of going from one to the other to the other. They all have pretty crazy like final scenes together. So funny, funny story, and I, I, I'll mention her one more time, but my wife. My wife. So we're sitting there we're watching that crazy fight scene with Billy and um, – Steve. Steve, sorry. And I lost my train of thought for a second. <laughs> okay. And so uh, Max comes over and she, like, injects him with that anonymous serum that knocks people out, whatever the hell that was. Right, right. And he stands up and looks at her, and it's like kind of like this tense moment, and my wife goes, you're going to fucking dart in your neck. <laughs> I just started dying laughing. Wait, wait. <laughs> you're wait, crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. Yeah, you're going to fucking dart in your neck. You did. I, I started dying laughing, like in bed. I almost woke my kids up. That was really good. But no, so the, this was a, you said ch- uh, chapter eight was the best episode, and it might have been, but chapter nine was a really good job closing it out. And then I love they, how they call it Gate, like like referencing the movie The Gate or Gate with Stephen Dorff. You ever see that movie? That should have made my top fifty horror. Of movie I've seen with. I've seen the Ninth Gate with Johnny Depp. Oh, there's a movie called Gate with a very Stephen Dorff's first movie. Ooh. Um, which is essentially they, him and his buddy, his heavy metal buddy, listen to a record backwards and learn how to open a gate to hell. Nice. While their parents are away for a weekend. <laughs> I like the so, sound uh, of that a great deal. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. So uh, if you want to check that out, that's a good 80s horror movie, The Gate. That's a pick of the pod, pick of the pod. Yeah, now, watch The Gate. One month later, they jump ahead to one month later, you have Burb's funeral. Uh, good turnout there for Burb. Uh, yep. Now you have Paul Reiser, who, well, first of all, like they closed down Hawkins Lab pretty much because Murray's story goes through. They have the tape that Nancy had that you know she recorded and all the information that they had. But Paul Reiser gives Hopper a fake 11 birth certificate, but then they also say, hey, maybe keep her out of school for a year. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, I've got to keep her out of school for another year. But we finally get it. Davey, Snowball 84. We get it. You get first kisses. You get punch bowls. You get awkward dancing. You get Dustin doing his hair, thanks to Steve and the tips he got from Steve. You got everything. Or pumps. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you also get the Shadow Monster is still very much alive. In fact, he is uh, standing completely over the middle school. Yes. So there is. And I wonder, you know, if, you know, there's going to be, obviously, with all these things, you have to ramp them up, you know, and I wonder what's going to come next. So we're all dying for season three, and hopefully it's going to, what's it, like two years from now or something Pro- like that? Probably, but I'm pumped it has for to be, it. Right? Uh, give me one or two of the best parts of season two. One we didn't talk about, and I meant to talk about it, in, uh, with the, the pure fuel. The pure fuel guy was awesome. P- <laughs> with the, yeah. the punch ball guy, what's in it? Pure fuel! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that, that was solid. That um, was awesome. So now I'm just going to start. That's going to be Pure fuel is your thing. While. I think uh, yeah. Lucas's sister, which we didn't mention, Erica, yeah. she was really funny. Because you actually, in this season, you get to see that Lucas has a family, that Dustin has a mom. But Lucas's sister, like, making fun of him for the Ghostbusters thing, like, making fun yeah. of him for his action figures, going on the walkie-talkie, she was really good. Um, and then the combos that we mentioned, like, Dustin and Steve, Eleven and Hopper, and then Mrs. Wheeler and Billy 
at the end. I also liked how nobody dressed up for Halloween. What about the worst parts from season two? Uh, worst parts, I would say Billy and Max, uh, that, that whole relationship with those two, like they're just stepbrother and sister who don't like each other. Like that's, that sucks. Yeah. Um, and I think Bob was a little too much of a millhouse for me. Okay. Um, and again, episode seven. Like, Yeah, that's the big one doing? that jumps out to me. Episode seven and then the perfect uh, map drawings. That still kind of annoys me. And Max. It was probably the, the trifecta. But none of that... None of that made it so I didn't enjoy the season, no, 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 obviously. No. Right. And I would say, like I said, if, we, if you take episode seven out, I give it a five and a half or a six. But the fact that that episode was just a complete throw. Yeah. And again, it set up her entrance back That's into, what people are going to say. We're going to get emails yeah. that say, eh, well, they needed it because then they needed you know, to be able to do this and that. But they didn't. Like, they, they I know. I'm with you. I'm with the, you. So the opening scene... You, all you have to do is cut that episode, cut the opening scene, and then cut Kira's voiceover where she's like, "You, you know, fixate on something that makes you angry." When she's like closing, when she's like closing the uh, right the gate, because all you had to do, if you get rid of that voiceover, and you see her with her hand outstretched, and then she brings up the other hand. Yeah, that yeah. explains that shows it doesn't tell. Then you're cooking. I feel like we're being told what she's doing, which I don't like. I agree. Now thoughts for season three. First of all, I believe they're going to be in high school. I think they were in eighth grade this year. So it's going to be in high school. So that's going to be a different dynamic. I don't know. I assume uh, Nancy and Steve and Jonathan are seniors. So they may be out, although they could fudge it and maybe make them juniors. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe have them all at the same school. Uh, but I have three quick questions for you. One, sure. does Will have powers? Um, he might have some residual, it, it might set up, you know, maybe a fight between him and Eleven. Yeah, you could. Although, you know, what's interesting is Will is obviously, uh, Joyce's kid and Bob is dead and Eleven is essentially Hopper's kid. And there's a great chance that Hopper and Joyce finally get together. That's a hot couple. I think that'd be a hot, that'd be, it'd make a lot of sense. And then essentially Will and Eleven would be brother, sister. Which, there you go. There's your dynamic right I there. I like that. So I'm going to say yes to Powers. Uh, where is Dr. Brenner? Because it, it it's clear that he is alive somewhere. Yeah, they said he's alive. So he's, he's uh, I'm guessing he's trying to open another gate, like on his own, in a very sinister lair somewhere. Yeah, he'll be back. Because they closed that one, so another one's got to open. There's got to be another mm-hmm. way for the that thing to come back in. And know? then my other question would be, do you think next season we will meet number nine or number ten? Or I guess even one through seven because we know. Let's, let's be to number one. Let's see what number one's up to. The prototype. Know? Yeah. Let's see the prototype. Good stuff. So, all right, we got, we got a couple of uh, emails and tweets here. I got time for just a couple of them here. Uh, Chris emailed dorkpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, he starts out basically saying, "Poor Will," and he's right. Will went through the absolute ringer. And actually, one thing I wanted to mention about Will. He wasn't in season one a ton, so you weren't really sure what kind of actor he was. And then you found out that he can more than hold his own. Oh, he was kid can go. He was yeah. great, and he had some of the most intense scenes out of all of them this year. Yeah. Uh, but he was saying basically, give this kid a give this kid a break. Uh, Chris also says, I don't think it's safe to continually stab your adolescent child with tranquilizers. No, that it's not. is probably true. And how about him just wearing, like, a red-hot poker to the ribs? Like, no one... Just you know, taking it from Nancy. He, yeah. he uh, Chris also hated Episode 7, so we, we agree there. He goes, we needed a scene of Billy shirtless fighting the demodogs in hand-to-hand combat. I don't know <laughs> if we needed that, but that's okay. That's he okay. goes, I didn't think it was possible for a character to out-douche Steve from the first six episodes of Season 1 and still be somewhat likable. Also, I think 
Uh, he would take out at least one demodog. That dude is so much testosterone running through him. You know what I did? I did like about Billy was his taste in music. That kid, every time he hit the he hit the ignition on the car, you were like a banger. Billy had some on. tunes to him. Billy had some tunes. Yeah. Uh, he also uh, says, "Did Jonathan Byers get sneaky handsome over the course of the year? Is that why he finally steals the smooch from Nancy?" I think it's just shared trauma is what has yeah, Nancy and Jonathan so. together. That'd what is, it's guess. like a syndrome that I forget what it's called, but it's like survivors syndrome or something like that. Yeah. Where you like go through something together and you you know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said Steve goes from being the king to hanging out with thirteen year olds. What a life turn! <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, but like even you know Billy calls him out for this. I heard you were the king. I'm like right. this is dumb. Like come on, man. Yeah, like, move on. Uh, yeah. This is this is a great question, and I feel like the answer is yes. But Chris asks, did Mike? have a stick up his ass the whole year leading up to season two. I think he did. And the kid talked about it in the one episode I watched of the Beyond Stranger Things. Is he was like, you know, he's got no one to impress anymore. Like, there's yeah. nothing going on. Like, there's, you know what I mean? So he's just like, he went from being like the leader of the party to being like, bored. I think he's bored. You know? Yeah, that's one thing. He was just kind of like, kind of out of it at that point. Uh, our buddy yeah. Wes from the Boxers podcast, he, he loved it, but... He did have a criticism, and he said uh, his only criticism, not enough Dustin. And Dustin was There's great. never like, enough Dustin. I mean, me, you're going to – I'm with you. Dustin yeah. is great. He goes, and Mike was being wasted uh, – or he was wasted being a bitch most of the season. Mike is supposed to be the alpha of the party, and all he's doing is crying about Eleven and being salty about Mad Max and being overly protective of Will. Dustin has the consummate – or Dustin was the consummate man-at-arms, dude bringing truth bombs and snacks – just felt like he got his pearls. <laughs> Which, by the way, I guess he just came up with that on his own. Like he was doing I'm that. I'm sure he did. And they were like, sure. You can. He goes, can I do this in the show? And they're like, sure. Uh, and, and then the he other, goes. The other great yeah. part about him is remember when he was talking, he gave the name to the monster, the Mind Flare. And he's trying to explain to Hopper, like, what a Mind Flare is. And he's like, this is a stupid game. And he's like, no, 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 no. And he, like, tries to explain it to him. He's like, well, how do you beat it? He's like, well. You gotta raise zombies because zombies don't have brains. And the, the guy's like looking at him. He's like, "All right, it's a game." So funny. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it. Any final thoughts on Stranger Things, Ryan? No. Again, this is this is one of the better shows on TV, and I know it has its critics saying that you know it's just like we say tor- torture porn, but it's like nostalgia porn for yeah. us yeah. 80s and 90s kids, which very well may be the case. But it's it's more it's that's the context for it, and it's cool to like know that setting and to kind of harken back to that kind of thing and all the movies we love from the 80s and 80s um right but strip that away and put it in present day and it's still a good story there's still good characters like these are some of the finest child actors i've ever seen absolutely i I absolutely agree with that i don't even think that's a hot take i think that's just that's fact like no that's just what it is if you don't like child actors you won't mind them right right you know I loved it. I thought it was great. Looking forward to season three. So let us know what you think. We have both seen it all, so you're not going to spoil it. At Dork Podcast on Twitter or dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. All right, Ryan, let's do this quickly. Also, I'm going to wrap up with another pick of the podcast. I think we've tweeted it out a few times, but our buddy Opie the Poet, who does our intro uh, song. He had a Stranger Things season one rap, so we will uh, leave everybody with that. 
coming up in just a second. But before we do that, Ryan, what is your pick of the podcast? My pick of the podcast is a simple one this month. We are recording this on November 1st, and I've already tweeted this out today, but I will continue to do so for the rest of the month. Um, the longest relationship I've ever had in my life outside of my family is um, I have been, for the past nine years, I have been associated with the Movember charity. So I will, um, that's kind of my pick of the podcast of the month. Uh, feel free, I will tweet out a link um, to if you want to donate, if you want to join my team, I am the captain of a team. So please feel free to do that. If you want to raise awareness for men's health this month, uh, or go to Movember.com and sign yourself up and do some good. Well, my pick of the podcast, I should have gone first because this is far less important than that, but that would be the show Riverdale. <laughs> I love Riverdale. Though. Archie. I, yeah, exactly. I watched all of season one. I shotgun season one, and season two is currently on right now, so I really enjoy Riverdale. Next week on Hashtag Dork, it'll be Thor Ragnarok. And so we excited. Have, I can't wait for that. Uh, uh, hopefully you got your tickets. Uh, then after that, we have a, a number of episodes already planned. Rhode Island Comic-Con. Davey, unfortunately, won't be there, but I will be there. And Uncle Buck, we will be there. So if you're going to uh, Rhode Island Comic-Con, uh, say hello if you see us. Uh, also, we have uh, Justice League later on and The Punisher. So all of that uh, still remaining in 2017. So it should be a doozy. Ryan, anything else? Or I guess at Dork Podcast, we already mentioned. YouTube, iTunes, all of that. What about yourself, sir? Twitter, Twitch, Arvon D on yeah, any and all yeah, social media. Yeah. And uh, spay and neuter your pets. All right. We leave you now with the, uh, the dulcet tones of Opie the Poet. Hawkins boys, come in. Over. Tripping, she'll leave your pants pissing and your vans flipping. Uh, 
And no one puts baby in a corner Unless you mean the blanket fort we made for her You better play go her ego right now Or she sent it to the upside down like black Yes, yes, y'all, and she don't stop A new friend of living and never let us drive Yes, yes, y'all, and she don't quit Her psychokinetic flow is so sick Yes, yes, y'all, and she don't stop Even if the blood's dripping, she's giving all she got Yes, yes, y'all, and she don't quit And she's part of our party and our party's the shit yeah, that's right, and everybody wants to be part of it. <laughs> okay, so all the Hawkins wants to know who should stay or who should go. Man said, you can party with us. Barb, if you're still alive, you can party with us. This is Byers, you can stay at our party. Just bring the Christmas lights and that new Atari. Jonathan, keep that punk rock rockin'. This is Wheeler, keep that meatloaf poppin'. Mr. Clark and your late night hottie. Yeah, y'all can stay at our party and hopper. The bad man tropper. Hey, make her throw an Indiana Jones looking copper. You can stay, no question, no choice. Plus, who's gonna kick it with Joyce? Steve, even though you were partially redeemed, no. You can stay at our party. Sorry for the news, Mr. Young Tom Cruise. We'll see how you do in season two. Sorry. And as for the rest of you bunch of jerks, who probably don't even know how a compass works. Carol and Tommy, Lonnie, James and Troy. Mr. Wheeler stuck in his lazy boy. Y'all are some bullies and some awful dads. And don't get me started on you jerks working for Hawkins Lab. Dr. Brenner, you can go to hell. Like snake swallowing worm vomit in upside down hell. Yes, yes, y'all, and we don't stop. Our curiosity doors are never locked. Yes, yes, y'all, and we don't quit. We'll fly out in a fleet on some acrobat shit. Yes, yes, y'all, and we don't stop. Bring it back, real and steal the whole plot. Yes, yes, y'all, and we don't quit. Till he's back for real in the wheeler basement. Over and out.